This is Ouchie Dumpling, resident old lady from the RSG community and recovering Swagoaholic. You're listening to the Escape Pod. I cannot do that pause. I swear every time I hear it, I have a seizure. This show should have an audio epilepsy warning just for that pause. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. The Escape Podcast was recorded in front of a live Twitch audience. Not a Twitchy audience. However, anytime I hear that pause, I start to Twitch. Take it away, boys. One is a Grand Arena specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. With both having played this game since launch, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The Escape Pod Cast, a service of the Escape Pod Castaways. A weekly podcast about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the network studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Eyre and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this weekend's edition of the Escape Pod cast. Conquest 9 is here. Is. It's still having issues though. And are we doing better or worse this run? This week has been slow overall, so let's take a look back at the past few months. We'll look at the ups and downs of Swaga of the past 10 months, Neil. And speculate on what could save some of the people looking to walk away. Then in our incoming transmission, after a slight delay, the mastermind of Conquest will join us. Endall Beall joins us and talks to us about his in-depth conquest guides. And also, since it's his first appearance on the show, we're going to ask him the usual questions so you guys could get to know him as well. Story time is a rerun this week. Of course, there is another chance to catch the latest telly in the noob as well. But on the bridge, we finally get to Patreon's choice. I wonder what's in the question box after all this time. All this and breaking news as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast news. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Escape Podcast. I am Paul Anthony. As always, I am joined by Neil Andrew Ayer, as he, uh, as we love to affectionately call each other, our hetero life partners. Neil, new glasses. You were saying? Yes. Yeah. No. No. They're nice. They're every. I just. I just need to get used to them. That's all. It's, it's just taking a little bit of time for me to get used to them. I'll yeah. get used to them eventually. I just. They're about as thin them. as mine. Yeah. So when when I put mine on, <laughs> it was it was this it was these frames or um, retrofit a pair of Oakleys because I, I I found a pair of Oakleys in a thrift shop for fifty cents. There you go. Um, and uh, it was like, should I get these done or should I just get these done? And I I opted for these ones in the end. All right. Barring any power issues from here on out, we're back on schedule. We are going to essentially dump the second break uh, because, uh, as you heard in the open, there it's a replay of uh, story time. You will not hear story time. We'll run with the first break, which will include the Patreon leaderboard, and then into our special incoming transmission with end all be all coming up in mm-hmm. just a moment. Um. <laughs> 
So, thank you, Hellenix. Thank you, Cascade, for uh, welcoming us back after a power outage situation that totally wiped out that first break. There's not too much really to talk about, Neil. No, there's not much. But we did get a little bit of information um, that we can pass along to our... uh, to our listeners about what Speed Grand Arena is going to be all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do know that it is going to be 20 minute matches. See whatever our competitors can do in 20 minutes. Um, and also something that I think you're excited about. Everybody's going to be getting the exact same account. Yes, yes. What they're effectively, uh, what CG is effectively doing is they're going to take one maxed out account and then they're going to clone it um, seven more times so that it's that one account, but everybody gets that one account. Um, uh, People will be able to move move around mods, tweak the mods, um, because that's where the skill element comes. But everyone starts on a level playing field with you know maxed out relic nine characters and the exact same mods so they will choose their mod placement their defense placement and then what they're taking on offense and that's the skill element what you set on defense what you take on offense and where you place your mods um so that is that is how it's going to work so yeah yeah i'm looking forward to uh, it, it's basically applying an esport principle to uh, grand arena championships um which is what you know esports everyone has to start on a level playing field and then you know teams fight each other using you know the the exact same um uh, things you know whether it's um you know five characters against five characters or whether it's you know um a first player shooter uh, that's that's the way that the, that's the way esports work. Everyone starts on a level playing field, and then it's your skill and strategy and tactics that uh, makes you the best or the worst. We don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> uh, Zaz is saying Chrome gets speed on all his mod rolls. Now, so it's at, they're all going to be the same mods. Um, the Players have been instructed that they are allowed to move mods, but no new mods can be no rolled. Mods. No new mods can be rolled, no. Or existing mods, if there is room for improvement, cannot be improved. Yeah. So there's no slicing and there's no rolling. And here's the thing, because it's one account and it's getting, because it's one account and that one account is being closed, cloned, the GP is identical. So if anybody breaks the rules you're instantly going to know because their GP is going to show up as higher than someone else's. Yeah. Plus, you know, CG does have their, will have their logging of everything Mm -hmm. uh, on that side. So I, we can tell you that it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be an absolutely fair contest as long as everybody follows the rules. Yeah. And we'll know. No no one's going to, no one's going to do it. No, no one is, no one is silly enough to do it because they would just be, you know, A, they'd get booted out and replaced, and then B, everybody would be like, why did you get booted out? Oh, because you tried to cheat. You tried to gain an unfair advantage. So, uh, yeah, no, everybody everybody will play by the rules. It'll, the gentleman's agreement will stand. Yeah. I do. Yeah, it will. 
and we are efforting to get this done in the next few weeks. Now, you will be able to see all of the content creators, correct? You'll you'll be seeing the content creators doing their speed GACs, but you will not see our commentating until after the event when the whole event is released in a recap format. Mm, yeah. So uh, we we're uh, we won't be live, but we will be absolutely on our Discord. We are going to be pointing you to here's everybody playing Speed GAC now. Go to your favorite creator in this group and cheer them on. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's what we'll be doing. And so, uh, Chris, Chris, Chris FX. I, I think it should be maxed out and devs versus regular players. The hope is that that is hey the, the, the hope is that this is this this first one this inaugural speed GAC goes well and then it just becomes a repeat thing something that gets done over and over and over and over again so the 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 the, the, the success of this speed GAC should breed. Um, you know, future ones. So, you know, not just devs versus content creators, but, you know, content creator versus community, community versus dev, um, you know, and and content creator versus content creator, community versus community. And that's what the hope is. There you go. Community versus community. Fine. You know, you know, Caw, Mighty Chlorians, Mighty Wallets, Team Instinct. You guys all have your favorite people. All right, fine. You all get put in the Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so, yeah, and that's that's the hope. Obviously, that is the hope moving forward. And we know that you know this is this is uh, it's Doge's project, and um, uh, it, it would be something that he would uh, he would love to see. But we need to get over the hump of this first one. So we need to make this first one as big and as successful as possible. And it's not just on us as a commentary team or the devs and the content creators as players. It is literally going to be down to you guys out there in the community watching it. Doja needs to be go. Doja needs to be able to take what happens during that uh, during the GAC Speed tournament, and he needs to be able to take it up his chain of command and go. Um, yeah, we had thousands of people watching us. We literally had that. So if they, if thousands of people come to watch this, Doji will then be able to go back to his bosses and go, oh, look how popular and look how successful this was. We need to keep doing it because the more eyes on screens, um, the more they're going to be thinking of, you know, it's, it's basically free PR because it's not costing them anything, really. It's really not, it's not going to cost them a damn thing, but, you know, lots and lots of eyes on screens, um, is a good thing for them. Yeah. So we implore you when when we blow the conch shell, as Gridin likes to say, make mm-hmm. sure that you are you are getting yeah. out there. Just make sure you're watching. Yeah. Get, I mean, watch multiple streams if you can. That we, we we really really do need the view accounts up. We need the view accounts for every single match up in either the the very high hundreds or the thousands. If we could get like the same numbers. Um, watching this, that go and watch Arnold, then that they would look at that and go, "Yes, it was a success." 
Um, and let's make we- this an eSport. And just think of the places. That, all I'm going to say is this, Neil. Think of the places that this can go. Yes. It's oh, yeah. No. I, amazing. I've, been, I've, I've wanted. I've wanted this to be a. You know. I've. I've wanted GAC to be an esport for ages, and they're, they've created a server that that would be um, uh, capable of doing that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of big. It's kind of important. And um, uh, if if we can get if we can get GAC if if, if GAC were to become an esport that both EA and Disney and Lucasfilm could get behind just on sheer numbers of people watching because they know that they generate ad revenue and they, you know they they would make money and stuff there but it, it would breathe uh, a lot of new life into the game as a whole um, and a, a larger community and more eyes watching the game means you know they have CG and EA would be more scrutinized. You know, what they did, what they do with the game would be scrutinized more. Um, but, but, and I will add a very, very important part to this. You've also got to think about it in terms of, um, because there are no more test accounts, seeing maxed out counts and maxed out characters. So nobody really knows what a lot of the characters at R9 would do. This kind of a tournament would let the community see what certain characters can and cannot do at R9. So not everybody loves Mace Windu like Rambam, but you might love the character. <laughs> uh, you, you know, some, some people might be like, oh, my God, R9 um, Stormtrooper Han is so tanky, he just can't be beaten. Um, or, <clears throat> you know, some random bounty hunter or some random scoundrel. Or um, you know, so, you know, pick a Kira, you know, Kira from um, uh, from from the, uh, the one of the solo characters. I mean, her AOE that puts stagger on everybody. An R nine Kira might totally destroy the protection of the, and then put stagger on them. You know, so and what? <laughs> yeah, and, and and we haven't seen maxed out accounts like this since the days of game changers yeah exactly um so having this is good for the community because we get to see what maxed out characters do and they will have them all (coughs) yeah and they will have We, we haven't seen what maxed out characters do as soon as they come straight into a game for over two years excuse me it's been it's been more than two years but what used to happen is the game changers would have test accounts they would max out those new characters they would make videos and then the community could be like yeah i want to farm for that or i want to buy that and these days nobody knows i mean yes there is arnold arnold does get those characters and he does max them out straight away but arnold's only one person you know you, you want lots of people maxing out those characters because different different um people use characters in different ways um you know skeletrix was the person i felt the most sorry for when the test accounts went down because he's a very very prolific um theory crafter not just him a bunch of other people as well just like so, if we uh, had a foreign version of this skeletrix bit dynasty i mean all the all the uh all the theory crafters a theory we, crafters we, tournament 
you'd have well no not a theory crafters tournament just do an international a world cup so eight nationalities represented that that so would be have- fun too I'm, I'm i'm just saying that a, a lot of the good theory crafters mm-hmm. you know yeah. we we mm-hmm. know we know kin and and skeletrix um, a theory yeah a theory crafters tournament would be a lot a, a lot of fun as well yeah mm-hmm. all right so uh We'll, we'll touch on this really quick. Uh, sadly, we're not going to be able to review the past 10 months. Um, I, I think we all know the the downside of when things started going south was the changes. What well, was three months ago? The last road ahead where they announced changes where they're nerfing. Yeah, nerfing. That's where, you know, up, up to that point, um, up to that point, I would have given them a, uh, I would have given CG a B plus, and then they started announcing that it was going to be ner- they were going to start nerfing things, and then they make changes to conquest, and then they make changes to territory wars, and it's gone from a, a B plus to a, a C minus slash D plus for me at the moment. The way that the, the way things are going. What can redeem it in your eyes, Neil? Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm praying to R and Jesus that. Uh, once this three-month trench of um, conquest is over, that they revert a lot of the changes, um, because um, I, th- that's the way. That is the way they, you know, Kremlin has told me this. Um, the way that they do conquest is they do major changes every three-month block. So, so reverting conquest, not yeah. the not the not the nerfs, not the nerfs. No, um, the, the the nurse will never be. The nurse will never be reverted. No. They just won't. They won't. The nurse, the nurse aren't going to be reverted. Um, but, <laughs> and it's an important but, but the, the tournament will help people figure out new characters. Um, uh, so uh, there's that. I don't think they're going to reverse the nerves. Uh, but at least reverting conquest would be a start. And hopefully they'll, they'll do something to territory wars a little bit later down the line. And uh, yeah. Uh, that's just the way that that's the way I think it's going to work. Um, uh, although saying that, you know, work, work around, we, we, we've seen workarounds get nerfed as well. Um, obviously the, the night sisters with slacker, um, that one got nerfed because it was beating, um, JMK. So I, I'm not hopeful for, um, for nerfs moving forward. Every time something every time someone comes up with something that's going to beat something that shouldn't be beaten easily, but does beat it easily, I fear that they're just going to nerf that. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, the, the game as a whole, um, the game as a whole is, is gone from, you know, halfway through the year being a B plus to no. a C minus, a C minus for me, basically. How are you doing in this current conquest, by the way? No, I'm, I'm only halfway through sector two. Okay. I checked. I just got halfway through sector three, so I'm a little bit farther. I'm getting the hang of it, but of course, just as I get the hang of it, just as I figure out the game, they change the rules. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that, that's why I'm putting no effort. I'm putting zero effort into conquest until the next three month, um, until the next three month window, and then hopefully um, they'll make some changes that. Uh, allow me to, uh, well, not allow me to, but make me want to put the effort back in 
to try and get that box six again because that's where I was at when I stopped caring. Uh, and I'm at prize box three slash prize box four at the moment. So hopefully they will make changes that um, make me want to put the effort in to at least try and get box six. Yep. You are aware that the next road ahead is going to be right around the time that we celebrate the anniversary of this game. So well, no, because the road ahead's in the next couple of weeks, isn't it? Right. Well, no, early November is the was the is the anniversary of this game. Well, no, it's it's December because November was the soft launch. December was the hard launch. I'm sure we'll get the. Wh- My point is no, that no, the, we're going to yeah. be getting we're going to be getting an idea of what we'll get for that. Mm-hmm. I, and then we get and then we get the reward. Then we get the goodies on December fifteenth. <laughs> Free stuff, chewy shots. <laughs> <laughs> now, with the accelerated, do you think we're going to get six chewy shards? That's a good point, actually. Yeah, I, I think I think we should. I think we I, I really think that we should get six yeah. chewy shards we, we, we because should, it's accelerated, should, or, yeah, or as we like it. to say, the extra crispy. Yeah, we should definitely. Uh, yeah, we should definitely make them. Um, a beeline for that and make a demand for six as opposed to three. But yeah, no, Zaz, Zaz is correct. Six, yep. six years, six, six year anniversary. Yeah. Technically, technically, um, technically it is November the 15th, but officially it's December the 15th because December the 15th was the, uh, uh, the hard launch. November was the soft launch. So, all right. Let's take a break. On the other side of this break, we're going to talk to a guy that we've been trying to get on the show for a while. You've gotten to talk to him on GA Center. We're going to be able to talk to him on the Escape Podcast. We'll introduce you to End All Be All and his End All Be All of Conquest uh, Cheat Sheets. Coming up right after this break right here on the Escape Podcast. Hotbot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Followers, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shittyville's Arena Tracking Bot, after-show access, 
inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. Hello friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy and I approve this message and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Podcastaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy Offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Podcastaways, all for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Kurti K here. Do you enjoy the Escape Pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well? Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the Escape Podcast and grab a Team Neil, Team Paul, Kurti Play, or many other fun Padawan designs on your choice of shirt, cup, sticker, mask, or even a magnet. And be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast Discord and get the latest info on the other designs I make as well. Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Patreon leaderboard brought to you by the Patreons of the Escape Podcast. Are you not a streamer but would like to be included in the GA Center style leaderboards that we do here on the podcast and on GA Center each week? Well, join up at the Kyber Combat level or higher and get on these leaderboards. Sign up ends next week. For this next month that's coming up, it is 3v3, but we'd still like to see you. I know, not a lot of people's favorites, but this is still a lot of fun, and we enjoy bringing it to you. D. D went, well, oh, and 3, because D didn't join. D, we want to cover you, my friend. Join up next week, and we'll see you on the Patreon leaderboard for next month. All right, so let's move along. Dark Helmet, 3-0. and He's challenging Dr. Jojo. Let's see if he can do it. 7,981 banners, 36 wins, one loss, six holds for Dark Helmet. He says 3-0, finished 11-1. Personal best, 319th in Division 2. Nothing special to report, and he's... He put a little congratulations to Dr. Jojo on the season. Did Dr. Jojo fall? Let's find out. No, he did not. 3-0, uh, 76-16, 35 wins, 9 losses, 11 holds. Uh, Dr. Jojo, let's go back to him real quick. He says a very difficult week. Round 1 versus a 960,000 lifetime opponent. He couldn't clear his executor, which accounts for the missing win. But he couldn't clear his JMK or JML on the back wall. Round two versus a 900k lifetime who just beat a guy with 980 in the bracket. This time he got the full clear and they got stuck on the Jedi Master Luke. Round three, a guy with 920k lifetime. Again, he full clears and he fails to the JML and JMK on the back wall. So therefore, 3-0 does wrap up the 12-0 season. 
Four strung, one and two, 3501. Eight wins, one loss, two holds. Hot sauce, who I'm challenging. We'll see how we do here. One and two, 7,112 banners. 34 wins, 29 losses, 13 holds. 29 losses. I, I, I've been there, hot sauce. I get it. I go one and two. 7,003 banners, 31 wins, four losses, eight holds. And the final board for this month looks like this. Dr. Jojo does claim the victory in the championship for this Patreon leaderboard. 12-0 with 36-03. Dark Helmet, 11-1. If Dr. Jojo would have faltered at all with the 39-17, he would have claimed the victory. Great battle, guys. Hot Sauce and I, both 7-5, but... I'm 600 banners behind him. It, we'll see how we do next time. Four Strong goes 5 and 7, and D goes 2 and 10. That does it for the Patreon leaderboard for this month. Sign up now for next month's Patreon leaderboard at the Kyber Combatant level or higher at escapepod or patreon.com slash theescapepod, no cast. And we hope to see you next time. Be nice to each other, damn it. We want you join the GAC chain gang today. This is the commander of the 506 Procrastination Battalion and the leader of the GAC chain gang. I am sending out a call to action for any Swago content creators on Twitch who would be willing to broadcast their GAC attack rounds alongside some of our best, including Mr. Jigabachi, Dr. Zeppers, Rico 1982, and the Bounty Honeys. What is the Chain Gang, you ask? We are an amazing group of content creators who are dedicated on streaming the Grand Arena Championship attack rounds on Twitch. The idea is to provide continuous content back-to-back -back from one streamer to the next and allow viewers to enjoy more Swago content as well as enjoy the variety of streamers that are currently present in the group. If you are interested in joining the Chain Gang, please reach out to myself on Discord at AndyBeads, hashtag 7465, or you can send us a message on our Twitter page at ChainGAC. Join us today. We have your back. The Escape Pod cast. Ah, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This week's incoming transmission is a good one. It's a doozy. Um, every now and then we get theory crafters on and uh, this week's theory crafter is without a doubt one of the best. Um, you probably know him more uh, aptly from his conquest guides um, and that's one of the reasons why we've got him on to talk today. He's also one of the integral cogs of the uh, Gambit crew. It's Endal Beal. Welcome to the show, buddy. Look at Neil stealing my thunder. Hi, Endal. <laughs> Hi, yeah, hi. I can, I can, I can do intros here, yeah. for people like that. <laughs> I, I know Endor. It's easy, you know, Endor is someone I know, so I can do it. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. It's uh, it's great to be here. Uh, you know, um, big fan of what you're doing with GA Center and uh, appreciate all the effort you've put around it. I think it's really reinvigorated the uh, the community. So glad I can come on and share my knowledge and thoughts. 
Excellent. That's, that's why we're here. That's why you're here, buddy. That's why you are here. That is all Neil, by the way. Neil came up with the idea, and I, I give full credit of GA Center to Neil. I just, well, I, I just make the, the pictures. Credit. I make the pictures. I can't, I can't take all the credit. It was, it was in part down to the Epiphany Toilet because I did. I don't have an Epiphany Toilet here, but I had one at my last address. But yeah, on the Epiphany Toilet, and it was like a bolt of lightning, you know, from Orange Jesus. If you build it, they will come. So uh, yes, uh, and, and come they did. But anyway, Paul, uh, the usual questions, because this is Endel's first time yes. on the show. Yes. So we've got a bunch of the standard questions to ask him. All right. So Endel, what, uh, how long have you been playing this game? And also, what's your current GP? And are you aquatic in any form or fashion? Hmm. Aquatic. Hmm. Yeah. Do you spend? Do you spend money? Are you a whale, kraken, minnow, uh, dolphin? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I am. I've been playing since uh, I think four or five years. I started playing a year after the game released, so I missed the first year of it. Um, and uh, I have uh, my current GP is about let's see, seven point. I'm just checking right now. Definitely 7. aquatic. 5. <laughs> Seven point five. 5. Yeah, 7.5 million is my GP right now. And I'm, uh, uh, I would say a very light spender. I spend maybe a hundred, 200 bucks a, a year. Um, I, I don't spend on crystals at all. I haven't bought a crystal pack in four years, but I do buy the occasional uh, pack, which has good value, you know, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. I sometimes see something I like, I purchase it, but not more than a few in a year. So my limit is about a hundred, 200 bucks a year. 7.5 in four, four and I will say four and a half years, just to, just to wrap yeah. it. 7.5 in four and a half years and not buying crystals. That, sir, deserves a round of applause. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I don't go after all the GLs. Um, you know, I don't have two of them, uh, Lord Vader and Sith Eternal, but I do uh, go after good characters that I like. So you'll see me relicking up Bad Batch, for example, or, uh, you know, the latest one, Felix Shan. I got her up all the way up to G11. So even though I don't go after GLs, which tend to bloat your GP up, I tend to go after uh, good characters and good, uh, you know, factions that I really like and enjoy playing with. Uh, yeah, your, and your GAC record shows that as well. Um, you you go on these mad. I mean, that the, the, there are. I mean, obviously you, you've got your heathens and you've got your Calvin Awesomes that you know just go on and on and on and on and on forever and ever and ever. But you're in a slightly different ballpark to Calvin because you're in that much 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 higher GP uh, bracket. Um, but you literally go on these thirty slash forty runs and then you lose. And then you'll go on another 30 slash 40 run. And then you, and yeah. you, you never lose because you do, you, 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 your losses are always close. I mean, you actually lost a recent, you lost the last GAC round yeah. that you lost actually. It was the first time in two years that you had lost a GAC to an opponent that A, full cleared you, yep. and B, you did not full clear back. Yeah, um, that was so the very first time. First time yeah. um, uh, in 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 the, the the you know obviously because obviously you know the GAC itself has been going for uh, GAC not GA obviously Grand Arena was going on before then but GAC has been going on for um, 
uh, a little more uh, than two years at the moment. So the first time in two years, and but so must have been a great competitor. But that is the mark of you knowing what you're doing with uh, with your characters. Which brings me on to yeah, I, um, just really quick, Neil. Oh, yeah, just for 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 the listeners who don't watch GA Center, what are you doing? You should be, um, but. And all be all currently sits in this new season eleven and one, with almost thirty thousand banners in battles alone. Only sixteen losses. There's only three people that have less losses than him, and he has, I believe. Let me uh, check. Yeah, he is tied for the lead in defensive holds. Yeah, he's, he, that, that's, he, I affectionately refer to Wendell as the King of D, <laughs> um, because he literally did. And, and this brings me on. This brings me on to the theory crafting part. Right? When did you like really start getting into the theory crafting? Because it's your theory crafting that allows you to put down such good defenses when it comes yeah. to Grand Arena Championships. So when did you first get into um, yeah. theory crafting? I think it was a couple of years ago when uh, the Wampa was initially released. Uh, you, you might have noticed my channel's mascot is the Wampa. <laughs> and I was fascinated by the, uh, the Wampa character when he initially came out. And one of the very first teams that I theory crafted, which became popular in the arena for two or three months, I think, was the Rex Wampa Talzin team. Um, that came out uh, around the time that EP, just before Treya came out. And uh, it, it was a team of my creation. Um, and because I really wanted to see the Wampa work in the arena uh, with Rex Lee. So that was, I think, one of the first uh, or maybe one of the last off-meta counters that uh, that existed in the in the arena. And uh, I enjoyed playing with that. And, and that's when I started making videos as well, because my Rex Wampa videos started doing gaining traction in, in YouTube. I started getting a lot of followers and I decided, you know, this is fun. You know, uh, apart from playing the game, theory crafting could be something which uh, I could do uh, full time as well. So I started Coming up with other ideas, you know, the, the Sith Raid came out immediately after that. I started theory crafting teams for the Sith Raid, um, and then immediately after that, uh, when the GLs came out, I started, uh, you know, coming up with a few other videos of their own. And my channel really took off when GAC started. That's when I really discovered my favorite game mode. And the last two years, my channel has almost exclusively been just GAC content. Um, but that has changed. Recently, especially now that we have the new con the in the past two months, the new con conquest that came out. Yeah, you have thank you very much for this perfect segue. You've created a way and uh, essentially a cheat sheet along with the guys over at Gambit. You know, you, you've you've been pimping it on, on their discord, which is linked in the show notes and by our uh, by our chat moderators. Um, you do a a wonderful job with this. Is what I mean. I can understand what made you want to do it, but what made you want to do that? <laughs> it, yeah. to, of all things, thank you for doing it, but. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I mean, I, we, we don't all have a pith and toilet. So what made you think, you know, what would be a great idea? A conquest guide. Yeah, it, it was purely selfish reason because I, uh, I, I played the last conquest and it was painful because, uh, 
I, uh, it was a disaster because I couldn't, I, I was, uh, you know, um, wasting my crystals, wasting my teams. And, uh, you know, just the sudden jump in difficulty level made, made the whole con- playthrough of the conquest really painful. And I wanted to avoid that pain for myself. So I started, uh, you know, going through Discord channels and, uh, you know, just chatting with folks. And a lot of folks in the community had really good ideas about how to make their battles efficient, how to get around certain tough uh, challenges. And I started noting them down in an Excel sheet. And, and I thought, you know, just to myself, I'll start making a guide just so that next time the conquest comes around, I'll be able to do it more easily by myself. Mm-hmm. But the more I created this guide, the more I started building it out, I felt that this is something that maybe the community could also benefit from. And I, you know, I I uh, 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 cleaned it up a little bit. I made it a little more snazzy to look at and all that. And then I, uh, I converted it into an image and posted it on the Discord channel. And I made a couple of videos about it. Um, and it was very well received, very first video I made, tons of people had additional thoughts, really creative thoughts about how to make the guide even better. So after a couple of days, I took all of their ideas and I made, uh, you know, an updated version of the guide. And that's the guide which is currently sitting out there. So it it came out purely out of a need for me to avoid the pain. And as a result, now the community as a whole, I think is finding the guide really useful and, uh, you know, uh, finding a better way to go through conquest as, as a result of that. How much of this is community sourced? And how much of this is from your own crazy theory crafting mind? So I I would say that uh, uh, I would say at least 40% is community sourced. Uh, a lot of things like the the structure of the guide itself, the, the whole concept of the KB ratio and the wind required and all that, all of that I came up with myself, uh, you know, way before people were actively thinking about this stuff. And a lot of the teams uh, and uh, the, the, uh, the, a lot of the teams and the way that you think about the feats, I came up with a lot of those thoughts myself, like things like skipping the bounty hunter or night sister feats because they were extremely inefficient. But a lot of the specific ideas for battles came from uh, people like the separatist uh, uh, you know, feat to complete at the end of sector one or uh, the uh, the rebel fighters in uh, the thousand uh, sector two zone or things like uh, you know using Maul, Maul and, and Savage in the, uh, the mid-sector dark side battles a lot of these things actually have come from the community so i would say about 40 60 that's awesome how, how long did it take to um to fine tune uh because obviously you know you you uh the event itself goes on for two weeks yeah so um obviously knowing if there are any tweaks or if there are any changes like for example when we went from seven to eight they switched the um the support and uh, the uh, the no supports and right. the potency up they swapped it around from sector one and sector two yeah so how how quickly uh, do you get in there with your um uh, with your tweaks and your and your uh, how quickly are you able to get in there with your tweaks uh, so between seven and eight minus changes Yep. So between seven and eight, I think uh, we had about a week, I think, uh, of a break. Um, so I made, a, a, I released my video at the end of seven and I got tons of feedback. So that was a busy week for me updating the Conquest Guide. And the very first day that the new Conquest came out in eight, uh, I received a ton of uh, feedback saying that, hey, your, your guide is outdated because they shift the, the uh, feats around. So I went in and it, it takes me less than 15 minutes to, to make the adjustments. And I uploaded the, the latest version of it on the Discord server and uh, on my YouTube channels. So it, uh, as and when I, I find out better ways to do things, I keep updating my guide and maybe once a week I upload a new version of it. The initial week was extremely busy as I was getting things in shape, but now that the guide is more or less in a mature state, it just I just upload it once a week. 
Mm-hmm. And, and how long does it take to do your uh, changes and your updates uh, between the three month? Because the, the way that CG does their changes is they do their ch- they do the major changes in like three month blocks, and that's like the the bosses. Because obviously, uh, on the previous ones, you were pro- yeah. you were only doing guides for an end of sector boss, and yeah. then in seven they brought a mid sector boss yeah. uh, whether they keep that for you know moving forward so, but r- roughly so how, how much um tweaking and ch- obviously you've got your template because <laughs> yeah. it's on the spreadsheet um but uh, how much theory crafting um in those initial first few days or the first week does it take for you to uh, you know because like you said got to scour discord um and you're you're chatting to people in the community and then you're playing it yourself so when they come up with the mage changes and it's a new one how long does that roughly take you to to do your theory crafting and actually test your theories in yeah. practice in in conquest before actually putting the guide out yeah so when a new change comes out like season seven for example was the first time that uh, that the whole thing changed I actually took uh, time to play through the whole conquest end to end, and only at the end of uh, season seven, uh, maybe the last couple of days before the uh, the conquest locked, that's when I put out my guide because I felt that I had had actually seen uh, how the conquest plays out, what the strategies are. Because it's it's um, I think it would be uh, a little uh, it'll too soon, a little early for me if I start making conquest guides before I have had a chance to play through it because mm-hmm. experience is the best teacher. So that's it. The next time that these big changes come, three months from now, I will probably go through one cycle of the conquest, at least a week of it, uh, to get a sense of how things are, how things are different, and then I'll put out put out my uh, my refresher guide. Uh, that's my plan. So yeah, so so when they do make the change, everyone's going to be like, "This sucks," and all hurry up and finish <laughs> so that we can see your guide for the next. Yeah. Well, yeah. Spe- speaking of changes. Let's put and uh, and all. I want you to put your your capital games hat on here. By the way, he's not part of capital games that we know of. Um, but put your capital games on hat here and tell us how you would make conquest great again. Mm, that's a good question. Um, well, I definitely feel that uh, removing the grindy feats, that's number one. You know, nobody wants to do those win with 14 Night Sisters or Bounty Hunters and all of that. So, um, and the faction kills also, I think, uh, you know, they should, uh, yeah, they should... They, they should do a better job with, with those two feats. Those, those two, uh, removing those or at least changing them and tweaking them will make things a little better. Uh, I would reduce the cost, the crystal cost of refreshing. Um, that would uh, make things a little better as well. I would uh, take out the cost of, uh, uh, you know, equipping and, and unequipping all of oh, those. Yeah. Uh, those using, discs. using energy for the day. Yes, and using energy yeah. for that is a big waste. You end up wasting crystals. I mean, that's CG just getting a little too greedy. So at least removing the cost or, or associated with maybe uh, some other cost, like your uh, your regular energy uh, or oh. ship energy or something like that. Um, can or can I make it mod energy? More energy, yeah. Any anything else other than the conquest energy that would make things easier as well. And as far as the ally the- points. Ally points, yeah. Nobody uses ally points these days. That could be another uh, idea as well. If you have to associate a cost with it, do it with something like ally points. In terms of making the actual conquest more interesting, I would love more, uh, you know, 
puzzle kind of things, things to uh, that, that the community as as a whole has to figure out. Like for example, the the uh, mid sector and end sector bosses. Well, not the mid sector, but the end sector bosses. A lot of the feats over there have got uh, a huge puzzle element to it. Like you have to figure out what is the best way that you can go and kill everyone at the same time or what's the best way you can go in and you know get defense up x number of times um i, I want more of that puzzle element rather than the grindy aspect of, of conquest because i love it when the community gets together and starts brainstorming what is the best way to do, do do these feats who are the best characters if you don't have a gl what is the best way that you can approach this that's the kind of uh, creativity that i want the conquest to um, to to come out with not the uh, the grindy uh, you know crystal refreshing aspect that we currently have yeah, I, I quite agree with you on the uh, the, the, the faction feats. Just uh, when they first brought them out, my, my um, what's it? My immediate response was either take them out, just take them out because they're too grindy, or um, at least give agency back to the player and move the faction feats from the sectors to global feats, because yeah. then at least for that way, the player gets to decide wherever to do those faction feats wherever they want in the game so you know th th there could be a random team on a random node that they know that they can get 14 wins with bounty hunters or that they can get 14 wins with night sisters and it's not the grind of praying and keeping your fingers crossed that you're lucky enough to get a, it's like it's like with the the mando the mando yeah. feat uh, we know that you can do the mando feat with treya and four um, Mandos in three three matches if you get a Geo node, yeah. But it's a big bloody if. Now, if you opened up that feat from the sector to a global, you're guaranteed to get at least one Geo node at some yeah. point over five sectors, and then people would be like, "Oh, okay, it's not so much of a grind now." You know, I don't. You know, I can any geo node and i can do i can blast that feet out in three so yeah i i agree with you there that like you said that the impetus you're thinking is just do something to remove the grind basically if if you could i i think we all know the answer to this but i'd be interested to see if maybe you prefer something else to be removed who would be the team or faction that you would remove from the opponent's list? From the, oh, you mean uh, the... Uh, from the, the random uh, opponent's list, yeah, as you um, go along. Well, I, I think I find the, um, the, <laughs> the um, let's see, not Phoenix, but uh, the uh, Mando's Karth specifically, sometimes he gets... He gets really irritating. I mean, I've had Karth go continuously, nonstop, and completely take out my Jedi Master Luke without me getting a oh, chance. Earlier today, I had Phoenix do that to yeah. me. Sabine, oh, that, just bang, 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 yeah, bang yeah. for a minute long. Yeah, those are no fun to watch at all. I mean, at least give me a chance to play. <laughs> yeah. But so the I'm surprised your answer wasn't Galactic Republic. Oh, Galactic Republic also is pretty bad. I, I tend to avoid those feats altogether, those uh, those uh, nodes yeah. altogether, because yeah. they reflect the damage back to you. So even if you take a GL or uh, someone heavy, you get tons of damage reflected back at you. That's 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 another one which is pretty yeah. bad. I, 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 Who does I, that? I hate those. What, what I tend to do with the Galactic Republic ones is I make sure that I've got the the two data cards that give you back um, uh, health and protection. 
Mm. And then I just go in with CLS because, yeah, sure, Han will, Han will do his hits and he'll go down to nothing. Mm. And then somebody else will attack out of turn and it'll just go straight back up. Yeah. It just refill, refill. But it's like, it's one of those, it's one of those one time things. It only happens with those data cards and it only happens with that one faction. And if you don't have the data cards, you're, you're kind of screwed. So, yeah, Galactic Republic's definitely a pain in the ass. Yeah, without, without a shadow, and uh, Phoenix, Phoenix, yeah, um, machine gun. Oh God, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> but it's not just her though. I mean, she'll oh Ezra, do it. Ezra went she'll crazy do it. And too. Then yeah. Ezra, 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 Ezra does it. Ezra does it too. And uh, you know, unless you've got, um, unless you've got a couple of entrenched, you, you're like you're halfway through your health before you even take a go. And it's like, if you don't have any of those health or protection regenerating ones, you're thinking to yourself, oh, for God's sakes, I'm, I'm, I'm only going to get one or two stars here. Um, and getting one or two stars is sometimes as bad as losing and losing the 20 energy because you're thinking to yourself, I might have to go back to that node and spend another 20 energy to mm. three-star it because, you know, you, you just might need it. So, uh, yes, yes. But... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think um, I think that what you've done, um, what you continue to do with the um, with the, the the hard conquest feat guide is um, uh, very very important. Um, I, I, I when we were talking off, I I I, I would actually put it level um, with importance as Warriors Old Farming Guide, his Pillar System Amen. Guide. Amen. Um, because that was that was I mean obviously you're updating yours once every three months with some tweaks here and there. Yeah. Um, Warrior was a Warrior didn't obviously Warrior only had to update his pillar guide um, you know once every uh, once every twelve months and the pillar guide doesn't make any sense anymore because of GLs and stuff like that. But at, at the time that it first came out, it was one of the most important things, um, and the you know knowing how to be efficient because that's what the guide is there for it's it's yeah. it's explain you know it, it, it's explaining the video is explaining and showing and and the guide is there in the written word um and it's all color coded and it's all annotated um uh, to uh, help everybody out there in the community be as efficient as possible to maximize their roster because it's it's not going to you know somebody couldn't look at the guide and then instantly get the red box it's not designed to get everybody the red box it's designed to be able to allow people to maximize um the uh, the burritos that they get based off because you know, somebody burritos. Might, exactly yeah. <laughs> somebody might look at sector three and they'll see something in there and they'll go what well, i can't actually do that but by looking at the guide, they can say, oh, yeah, but by using the guide, I can do that feat and that feat and that feat. And that just makes them get a little bit closer. Yeah. And before we run out of time, and all tell people how to, A, find this guide. And yep. I want you to pimp whatever you want to pimp. You know, a lot, uh, Gambit Alliance, your channel, you, you, the floor is yours. All right. Thanks. So I uh, let me... Uh, uh, give you a link to my channel um, on uh, I, I, 
Got it. Um, so I can be found on YouTube. Uh, I don't have a, a Twitch presence yet, uh, but uh, you know you can find me on YouTube. I typically stream GAC videos, um, and I make the occasional guide once in a way, like this conquest guide. Um, if you're specifically interested in the conquest guide, you can find it on uh, Discord. Um, I'm on the Gambit Discord server. Uh, we have a resources section over there where we have got tons of really useful resources that we maintain for the community one of the uh, the channels in the resources section is the uh, uh, end all conquest guide so you can go and get the latest version of the guide out there with the uh, with the latest graphic there you go neil any final questions for end all before we uh, no, before we just... send him back to hoth <laughs> no thanks for coming on buddy it's great to have you on Glad to be on, and uh, yep, yeah, uh, would love to do it again sometime. L let's not make the, it so long again because it, it has been an honor, and I've always wanted to have you on this show. Oh, thanks, I'm thanks glad we finally made it happen. <laughs> All right, coming up, we're going to skip the second break. Of course, we're moving right into the third break um, that we normally do. So, Helly and the Noob is coming up in just a moment, right here on the Escape Podcast. <laughs> Hotbot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans. Be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shittyville's Arena Tracking Bot, after show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. The following episode of Helly and the Noob has a character based on a real person. Permission was granted to use the name and virtual likeness. And, and now, now time, time for something, something completely, completely shameless. shameless. When we last saw our antagonists, they ran into enemies on Corellia. They were facing down two of TC-14's greatest creations. A heated battle ensued. Serves them right. Nobody likes Hellenics. Both Hellenics and the noob performed maneuvers most of us would just laugh at. Thank God for them, the victorious Viking found them on their way to their ship and joined them in this fight. Let's pick back up with this latest episode of Helly and the Noob.
to see if these fugitives from the law get their comeuppance. Newbie, special move and make it count. Here goes nothing. Oh, come on. Those blasters are the most overpowered weapons available to us. They've destroyed Beskar-reinforced quintuple-layered Durasteel with Mithril mesh in the past. And now against these two rock clowns, not even a scratch? <sighs> All right, whatever. Time for my special move. Oh, jeez. You gotta be kidding me. What in the space hell? Even that does no damage? They're rock creatures, Hololinux. Lightning attacks have no effect on them. Haven't you ever played any Pokemon games? This is getting stupid. Shaman, my man, do something. Uh, I guess I'll do my special move? <clears throat> you shall not pass! Oh, for crying out loud, a taunt. What good will that do us? What's the problem this time, Hololinux? We need to eliminate these rock guys, not divert their attacks. Their attacks don't even cause any serious damage. This battle's gonna go past five minutes, and I never let it last for more than five minutes. Seriously, Drum Monkey? Um, Hololinux, I just finished reading these guys' kits. You are not. Going to like this. Hurry up, newbie. The timer's counting down. Spill the beans already. Give me the short version of whatever it is you found. Well, the short version is these are the newest Galactic Legends released by the SSP devs. Basically, without an ultimate ability, you can't damage them. Let's stun them this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Now we're stunned. This sucks. Well, maybe if we didn't stop for space... Heroes. We wouldn't be in this predicament in the first place. Meatbag. You know what, noob? Why don't you just shut up? If you got nothing helpful to offer, why keep talking? All you ever do is complain. Guys? Me? Complain? Oh, that's rich. Especially coming from you, who calls himself the salty Spartan. Oh, no, 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 no. I've earned the right to complain, noob. I've been at this for almost six years. You just picked up this game and have no idea how much I've sacrificed for this garbage content. Guys. Oh yeah, well, fine. I'm gonna go buy a hyperdrive bundle pack and- What good will a hyperdrive pack do? You can't equip it mid-battle. Plus, it's gonna violate your free-to-play pledge. And I am not in the mood to listen to Neil rag on us for dumping money into the SSP coffers. Guys. What? I still have my summoning move. And I know exactly who to summon. Here goes. <clears throat> By the power of Swago, I summon the bravest! Isn't he cute? Yeah, he's adorable. What's it gonna do? Yeah, tickle us to death. Whoa. Okay, Mr. Viking Man, who is that character? He seems very, very cool. I want a formal introduction. I bet we could be great friends. He seems exactly like the type of character we need to join us for our mission to confront DC-14. Noob, don't you know who this is? Hype down, both of you. You are in the presence of greatness. Show some class, please. Yes, kind soul. 
we are humbled. We thank you. Without you, we would not have ended our non-stop bickering and overcome these adversaries. Your strength and poise are an eternal lesson to us all. Your example is one we should all always strive toward achieving. We are humbled by your appearance and appreciate your brief intervention. May the Force be with you. Always. I... I can barely believe it. Okay, will somebody explain to me exactly what just happened? You see, young adventurer, that was the bravest entity this galaxy has ever known. That was Minnie Snowwalker, a being of legend who once walked among us in this realm and now travels the nether realm of the Force. As the Wills once wrote in their journals, Minnie Snowwalker was a being whom, despite his small stature and young age, could face impossible odds. Without fear, odds that would make even the strongest among us rumble in sheer terror. Unfortunately, a dark entity of despair, born of the fourth sign, confronted Minnie, and an epic battle ensued. Sadly for us, the little one departed our realm after losing his fight against that vile foe. However, although defeated in that battle, he did not truly lose. For the legend says, if we merely remember him, he will never truly be lost, and he will always walk among us. For his ally is the Fork, and a powerful ally it is. His name is Minnie Snowwalker, and it shall never be forgotten. For he was the bravest among us, and his example will forever be one we should each be inspired by. While gone from this realm, Minnie Snowwalker is eternal. Whoa. I'm honored. As you should be, young one. Now, let's all head towards your ship and make our way to Coruscant. This episode dedicated to Mini Snowwalker, 2006 to 2021. May the Force be with you. That was quite touching. Mini Snowwalker was indeed my hero. I almost don't want to make fun of the lethargic Laconian at this point. Almost. Oh, who am I kidding? Will the new violate his sacred free-to-play pledge? And will his doing so cause a neverage? Will cartoon Hellenic's pit stop at a coffee shop for Freddo Espresso while en route to Coruscant? We all know the Greek is addicted to caffeine. Will the victorious Viking crack both these guys' skulls with his mud hammer? I'm hoping. Yes. I'm even willing to pay good money to see this. Would you like to see the same? If you answered yes to this question, then all you have to do is make sure to stay tuned to the Escape Pod cast every Friday so you never miss a single episode of Ellie and the Noob. And welcome back to the show, everybody.
slightly shorter than our usual broadcast, but uh, technical difficulties at the beginning of the show. So, uh, yeah, we're into uh, 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 we're into the final segment of the show where we will at last finally get to do some uh, <laughs> Patreon's uh, choice, some Patreon's choice questions because. Uh, last week we had uh, um, Dojer and Crum on, and they just, you know, we, we didn't want to well, let them go. First, it was an amazing interview from Caden from You All and Planet Curson. Yeah, yeah. And then Dota and Crum went Dojer long. And Crum. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's not that we plan to go long. It's just that, you know, the conversation just, um, you know, naturally evolves and, uh, you know, it organically flows just that little bit longer than sometimes you anticipate it. Um, and, uh, uh, and those two, the last two weeks, uh, that's exactly what it's been like. So, uh, yeah. All so right. sue us. <laughs> no, don't sue us. Don't sue us. <laughs> don't sue us. All right. Prompt for the week. If you had to take a story, uh, doesn't matter if it's from a book, comic book, TV, movie, whatever, and tell it with a cast from another story, what story are you telling? Which cast are you using? Heir to the Empire with Borg as uh, um, with Borg as the uh, uh, antagonist and the um, Borg Queen as Thrawn. Um, I would I would take the cast of Red Dwarf um, and use that crew as the crew. For Picard, because it would have been a lot, <laughs> a, a lot more, it would have been a lot more entertaining. Oh, oh man, shooting back at my Star Trek reference there. All right, mm-hmm. uh, name the actors or actress uh, that that was from Geek Girl. This is from Zaz. Name the actors or actresses you would cast as these star live action Star Wars characters: Anakin Skywalker instead of Hayden Christensen. Um. Colin Farrell. Vin Diesel. He's already bald. <laughs> I, I don't, I've not, I've never seen Van Diesel as a bad guy. So I, I, I'm just trying, the reason why I choose Colin I'm, Farrell I'm thinking Darth I've, Vader. I'm I've, I've, sorry. <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've seen, I've seen Colin Farrell as both good guy and bad guy. And that's what, so I know he can do both, you know, baby face and heel. Uh, I haven't seen Van Diesel as a bad guy in a film, so. It'd be, it'd be, it would be difficult for me to kind of visualize him as, you know, going from light to the dark side. But hey, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Phoenix Squadron. Zaz asking the entire Phoenix Squadron. Um, I would, I would, get, uh, I, 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 okay, so here is an easy one. It would have to be Zoe Saldana because she still looks hot as balls. When green. she's green. When she's green. And, <laughs> and, 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 and we know she's a good actress and she kicks ass. So I, I, I can get on board with that. Okay, so who do we got for Ezra? Um, uh, for I mean, Ezra, we already I, do, in a way. The guy from well, Aladdin, the, from the live-action Aladdin. Yeah, 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 from the live-action Aladdin. Yeah, I think, I, think he, yeah, I think he would be, yeah. No, he would be fine, yeah. I think he would be uh, a, a, a fine actor in the role. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Kanan, uh, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see why. No, I, I'd be quite happy with the voice actor for Kanan playing him live. Um, so uh, I wouldn't have any issues with it. I mean, I mean, all right, he's, he's a bit. He, uh, Freddie, Freddie Prince, Prince Jr., Jr., really? Freddie Prince Jr. is a bit, he's a bit of a, what I would refer to, he's like a, he's more of a bubblegum popcorn 
you know, he he's, he plays those roles in those good popcorn feel good. You 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 wouldn't think of him as a a serious actor, but then you don't need a serious actor uh, for Star Wars you, because it you know ultimately you, you're you're not looking for an an Emmy or an Academy Award winning performance. You're just looking for a good performance in a Star Wars movie. You're not looking for Oscar nominate, you know, Oscar nominee nominated acting. And that's so I I'm, I would be quite content with Freddie Prince Jr. for Kanan. Um but for Zeb, um Okay, so uh, so for, for Kanan for, for me, I'm gonna have to go with Kiefer Sutherland. Oh really? Get, get him a little, old. get him, uh, de-age him digitally. To, yeah, yeah de-age, de-age him digitally, but Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland, I think, could do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, Zeb. Um, hmm. Obviously, it needs to be huge. It needs to be kind of big. Um, big and, but I'm just trying to think. Um, I can't think of anybody for Zeb. The thing is that the, the, you, you, the, the actor themselves would be unrecognizable because they'd have that many, they'd have the, they, they'd require a full alien, um, full alien prosthetics. So right. You wouldn't actually know. Fine. The the, the, then we do know who it should be. So it, it should just be the, the actor, the voice actor for him. Or Andy Circus doing another voice. I mean, that's what, that, <laughs> see, this is one of the reasons why I was a little bit bemused regarding, um, um, you know, when they picked um, the actress to play Ahsoka in, in in the Mando. When we're talking about an alien and the prosthetics and the makeup is on to a certain degree that you don't really recognize the actor or the actress that's underneath the prosthetics. Uh, I don't see why you don't just go for the. Um, I don't see why you don't just go for the voice actor. Yeah, but ah- Ahsoka is human enough that they needed to get somebody that kind of looked like her. Tom Sizemore for Zeb. All right, all right, and uh, who, who would uh, I, I? I think Bill Hader should return as the voice of different robots uh, for uh, Chopper. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Hondo Onaka. Um, that's an interesting one. Um, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I think Danny DeVito could pull it off. Um, I don't know. I really don't know who I'd want to see play a live-action Hondo. It's... To, to me, maybe it's almost too sacred. <laughs> I want to see a live-action Hondo. We have an animatronic Hondo, but who would be a live-action Hondo? You'll, don't worry, you'll see a live-action Hondo in the book of Boba. I really hope so. I really do. Oh, yeah, it's, so. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Every pirate, scoundrel, and bounty hunter. Fine. He, he doesn't want to play Universe Thrawn. Is gonna be in that. He doesn't want to play Thrawn, then fine. Benedict Cumberbatch, be my Hondo. Okay. He's too <laughs> tall. He's too tall. They'd have, to do the, they'd have to do that aspect filming like they did with The Lord of the Rings. All right. Uh, speaking of Thrawn. Hello, Jason Isaacs. 
I, I was going to say Jason Isaacs as well, and it very well may be coming true yeah. from what we saw uh, in the news recently. Yes. Uh, Asajj Ventress. Hmm. Um, okay. Um, you want to know? I, I mean, if if uh, I uh, if if we could go back to if we could go back to uh, early the early eighties, I would cast Sigourney Weaver. Okay. If, we could, if, if, if let's 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 pick act. I mean, obviously, we need something now. But if they were to do it back, though, I think Sigourney Weaver would have would have done it quite well. But um, let's see who could. Uh, uh, you know what? The um, who's the chick that plays um, um, Chrome Dome, um, Gamora's sister in um, the MCU? Oh. British uh, actress. I keep forgetting the British. I keep forgetting her name. But what uh, is what is the character's name? I can't yeah, remember. Gamora's sister. I, I, I. It's been a uh, Nebula. Of, okay, Nebula, that's it. I can't think of the actress's name, but we know that she can. We we know that she she can. Um, uh, Karen Gillian. That's it, Karen Gillian. Yeah. I actually say, Aquafina should play Asajj Ventress. Okay. She's she's got that grin. That uh, that grin. Yeah, I'm, of I'm just I, I'm just thinking of uh you know an actress that we know plays can do evil, can pull off, you know, an evil character. Uh I mean was uh was it Zaz has put uh Helena Bonham Carter uh, she would do it as well. I mean, mm-hmm. her her portrayal of um, her portrayal of the character in Harry. She what? Just yeah, yeah. That really, really good. I, I just don't think that she would. You know, uh, she wouldn't. She wouldn't look good bald. <laughs> All right, and finally, um, Omega or Omega. Um, let's see, Macaulay Culkin. Macaul- your answer is as bad as what I was going to say before we before we move on. I think Danny DeVito would do a good job in that spot. If you could write a script and have it turned into a Disney series, what would you create and what sort of characters would you have? That that I think that one takes a lot more thought than I can put into it right now. Sorry, say say the question again. If you could write a script and have it turned into a Disney series, what would you create and what sort of characters would you have? Um, uh, let's see. I would vomit all over a bunch of papers and then I would give it to them and then they would make it. <laughs> I think that one, I'd have to put way more thought into that one than I can do on the fly here. Um, we did do the we did do the one that's there about the bad song from a band you like. We did do that one. Um, for strong ass, if we're excited if, if, about if, the uh, new, I do, Doom. I do have a ser- I do have a serious one though. I do have a serious. I, I, I would do it. I would do. Uh, I would do a tag. I would do a tag and bink story. There you go. I would do. I would do a tag. I would do a tag and bink story. Um, 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 or the Star Wars. What if? What was that called again? Oh, Star Wars Infinites. Infinites. There you go. Yeah, I would do a tag. I would do a tag and bing one, and I would say, "Look, you know, you, you're missing out on here. Uh, the, the only Star Trek 
that is being purchased globally at the moment is the Lower Decks. I mean, I haven't watched it, but it's the only one that's selling worldwide at the moment because nobody, no one's buying, um, no one's buying Picard um, globally. But um, foreign countries are buying the Lower Decks, and it's a Star Trek animated comedy. Yep. And there's um, a new one. There, there's a, there's a new one with the new. Um, with the oh, young, I, yes, I saw that. I saw the trailer for that. Uh, I saw the trailer for that. That looks, but it's the, it's a bunch of kids. Yeah, um, it's a bunch, of, a bunch of kids, and they're given a starship. So that one is just going to be uh, uh, that. That yeah, I, I I I think that they've looked at they've looked at that and thought, can we do something that looks better than animated, but still keeps the comedic element? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, I saw that. Uh, see, I saw the trailer for Lower Decks and thought yeah that's not for me but i saw the trailer for this other one that's come out and i'm looking at that and thinking a bunch of alien teenagers with a starship oh my god it, it, it's gonna be like you know one of those 80s <laughs> coming of age movies where it, there's a bunch of teenagers and they they all go off and do something mischievous and you know no grown-ups watching them or anything like that well that, like, that's kind of lower decks already anyway um we have a few more here before we uh, have to close out here. Are you excited about the new Dune movie coming out next week? I've never been into Dune. Yes. But yes, I, I am willing to watch it yeah, so I can I, see I, if yeah. it'll pique my interest. So uh, am I excited? I, I, no, but I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm excited because uh, all of the Dune stuff that's ever been done before has never been good enough to go beyond the first book and Frank Herbert did a series of books in that universe. So I am hopeful for it. I'm excited for it. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it's a global success so that the, um, uh, so that uh, HBO and Warner brothers go, okay, here's book two crack on. What if it's a success, but the movie doesn't stay as true enough as you want it to. No, no I, I've been I've uh, I've been um, uh, listening to the uh, I've been listening to the no spoiler reviews. Um, I've been watching the no spoiler reviews, and uh, from what I'm hearing, they have um, stayed true to the book. Okay, um, despite uh, <laughs> um, there have been some protestations by the actors and the actresses um, saying, "Oh, well, you know." We, we would have liked to have seen it gone this way or we would have liked to have seen it gone that way. But the people making the film have been like, well, that's not in the book. Um, we're going with the book, you know, so primary focus on House Harkonnen, House Atreides, uh, the Fremen and the Bene Gesserit sisterhood. Because uh, obviously... You, you it, just said... You just said gibberish to me until I see it, well, I guess. Basically, they're, they're <laughs> like the, the, Bene Gesserit, the Bene Gesserits are like the, they're, they're, they're like the church. It's all women. And, you know, they put like, it's like having a priest in every, and, and, and they're kind of like in the background, kind of like molding and moving okay. things around. Well, and, t- and t- in order to get to have... all the questions, though, we do, <laughs> you okay. can tell me in the after show, which we okay. will have. <laughs> I'm, I'm more I'm more interested in Ghostbusters Afterlife than anything else. And I've heard good reviews on that. Uh, what's a book that should never be adapted? Speaking of books that being adapted to movies, a book that should never be adapted. Um. um oh God. 
there's not a lot of books I've read that have not been adapted. <laughs> yeah, because um, it's, it, it's getting to be a, a world out there. Yeah, yeah. The the, the, hot the cat the cat who could read backwards. That that's the book that should never be adapted. Um, the um, uh, the late the 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 latest the play the um, the Harry Potter play that um, oh, and the cursed child. Yeah, I I, I read that and I'm I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> what's Stick one it? What's one that should that hasn't? A book that should that hasn't. Oh. I I, th- I think you and I can both agree. Heir to the Empire. Yeah, every, every, well, every single every single extended Star Wars universe. Book but if you three. could only pick one of the books, Heir to the Empire. Uh, no, actually, I would. Or Vector I, Prime. I would go Vector Prime. Vector. Okay, I, I I knew you would probably go Vector Prime. If, no, if I, 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 I would go. I would go Vector Prime. I would want to see. I I, I I cried like a baby when I read the book. I would I would want to see just how. I would record myself reacting to the uh, the live action version of that chapter. <laughs> yeah, I would cry like a uh, baby. Uh, do you prefer Squid Game or the original Battle Royal? Neither. I'm not a fan uh, of this. Uh, not, of the- not not watched Squid Game, but Battle Royale. Yeah, loved loved <laughs> Battle Royale. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Watched it multiple times. All right. Uh, question number two: If they made a sequel to Groundhog Day, what should be the plot? Um, uh, he he ha- oh, I don't know I mean it'd have to be Bill Murray obviously but something that, uh, it would have to be um... <laughs> oh god m- m- maybe maybe the complete opposite of the plot for Groundhog Day he just has to be you know a de- you know a decent guy so, you know, he's, he's obviously, you know, he's a bit of a scumbag. He's a bit of a snake. He's, he's very, very slimy. Um, and he continues to be like that through every iteration of Groundhog Day until that final day where he, he's just a regular nice guy, not over the top, you know, big SK, but he's just a nice guy. So maybe he, uh, maybe he, uh, uh, he, Oh no! Actually, no. Uh, you know he's older now, so maybe he just re- maybe he returns to being that grumpy, grumpy person, and um, he has uh, to be forced to relive it again. He, he has to be. You know, he has to. So, so you know, it's it's thirty years on. He's back in Punxsutawney because you know his wife's left him. You know, his kids are off doing other various. You know, everything bad. People people behaved bad around him, and. It, over the years and years and years, it rubbed off him until it's like, Phil, we're sending you back to Punxsutawney. You've got to go do it. And he gets sent back and he just has, uh, you know, a horrible day and behaves in the way that he did 30 years ago. And then that's it. It repeats and he has okay. to, you know. I, I can get on board with that. All right. Number two, if they made a sequel to Groundhog Day, what should be the plot? You just asked that question. Okay. Number two, if they made a sequel to Gr- <laughs> Groundhog Day, I see, I, see, I see where you're going. <laughs> but I'm, I'm only going to say you've repeated yourself once. All right. Number three, what was the first Star Wars movie that you ever saw? Episode four. Star Wars A New Hope. I was seven, so 1985. For me... TV. Okay, for me, it was episode one. 
My second one was Empire Strikes Back. And then I went back and I watched four, five, six, watched one again, and watched them in release uh, as they were released. I was I was seven years old. I was at my grandmother's for Christmas, and it came on the TV, and I was like, "Wow, what the hell is this?" But you got to bear in mind that back then there were only four channels. We had BBC One, BBC, <laughs> BBC Two, two ITV, and Channel Four. That was it. We only had four <laughs> TV channels when I was a kid. So uh, yeah, uh, so the Christmas Christmas movies on the TV were very important. So yeah, Star Wars came on, and I was like, "Wow, all right, this and- is this." Incredible. Uh, Zaz redeeming a question. What was the first movie you saw at the cinema? Back to the Future for my seventh birthday. It was my seventh birthday, March 1985, Back to the Future. I believe the first one that I ever saw was um, the one where Big Bird got lost in Tokyo. I don't even remember which uh, what that was. But the first movie that I ever went to see myself in a cinema was Cool Runnings. Yeah, no, it, it was my it was my surprise birthday present on my seventh birthday back in so March 13th, 1985. It was only one screen in the cinema because I was an army brat. Uh, but yeah, seven years old, sit down, Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future. Brilliant. Still remember it to this day. <laughs> All right. So, Neil, what you got coming up on the Escape Podcast channel this week? Oh, very little, thankfully. We're on we're on a GAC break, so uh, yes, uh, no, I don't, I don't have. I mean, I, I don't have any anything to worry about. Obviously, GAC will start back up again next week, so uh, uh, I have a nice breather this weekend, which is great. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to continue to enjoy the break, and then yeah, we'll be. Any runes? Any chance of seeing runes of magic this week? Mm, I, maybe I don't know. I mean, I, if I might play some over the weekend, um, if I, it, you know, if, if 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 you see me live, then it might be that. But I don't know. Okay, uh, I'm pr- I'm probably am going to play some runes of magic over the weekend. I'm really hoping for some good weather so I can go for a ride. Because mm-hmm. um, it's just rained incessantly for the past week, and I haven't been out gal on the bike at all. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get some good footage with the GoPro, um, <laughs> on the bike so that I can use it as a background for the green screen. So, that, you know, I can do, I, I can do the Tom Cruise. I want to, I want to put, put the video in reverse and do a Tom Cruise run <laughs> while, doing, while doing GAC, so speed GAC. So yeah, but no, I, I might do some, I might do some rooms of magic over the weekend. We'll see. All right. For for uh, for me, um, we'll see what we can get on Saturday. But Sunday, definitely, this uh, will be maybe even the conclusion of Game 9, Lego Batman 2 on Vault 37 Studios. We have 100%ed the story mode. We're now going back to get all of the mini kits and 100% the game. So it should be uh, should be fun. We've got almost every single character already unlocked. It is just down to playing in the overworld. So that'll be fun. Um, and then we move on to one of your favorite stories, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing Lego Lord of the Rings. Maybe we'll even have Neil pop on and guest commentate as he watches Christy and I beat up things as Lego figs. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Neil, any final words before we get out of here? No, let's go, babe. All right. Thank you for watching, guys. Tune in next week when uh, we may have, we're working on a, not a guarantee, but what we really want to do. We may have a Speed GAC Center special episode next week. It'll be really, really neat if we could do that. But until then, we'll see you in the after show. Be nice mm -hmm. to each other, damn it. Neil? Push the button. Will do. Ta-ta for now, folks. Toodles. What's going on? Where the hell are we? Paris? Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pods! This ship will self-destruct in exactly 10 seconds. Counting down. 10, 9, 8, 6. 6? What happened to 7? Just kidding. 3, 2, 1. Have a nice day. Thank you. friends this is thaddeus from going nerdy the escape pod cast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears sit boo boo sit good dog <laughs>